everyone, and welcome to episode number 82 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 134 of Wrestletopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AW continues. And last night was NXT 2.0 going down live from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, and it was the heat wave edition of 2.0. And I gotta say, this show was so much better than the Great American Bash last month. The matches were better. I thought the atmosphere was much more enthusiastic and I felt like the show has a clear direction with a hint of an NXT UK invasion, which I'll get to shortly. But let's kick things off with Carmelo Hayes versus Giovanni Vinci for the NXT North American Championship. And this might have been my favorite match from last night's show. The athleticism was crazy and Giovanni Vinci put on a show as he had me going a couple of times as to whether or not he could win the championship. But Carmelo Hayes was outstanding as well as he delivers a springboard clothesline to Giovanni Vinci and Giovanni responds with a springboard crossbody to Hayes for a near fall. Both men trace spots as we go to commercial break. We come back from picture in picture and Trick Williams causes trouble at ringside by tripping up Giovanni Vinci. Carmelo takes advantage by landing that guillotine leg drop on Vinci who is trapped between the ropes at one point but Vinci does fight back by scooping up Carmelo Hayes into a five-minute carry slam and he transitions into a top row moonsault for a near fall a short time later. Carmelo Hayes takes flight on the top row, but he gets scooped up by Giovanni Vinci once again. It was not a perfect transition, but he lands a brain buster on Carmelo for a near fall. Trick once again causes trouble at ringside, which leads to Giovanni Vinci delivering a springboard crossbody to both Trick and Carmelo at ringside. The balance, the distance, the elevation to deliver that double springboard into a crossbody on the outside was everything. And Vinci ups the ante by delivering another double springboard moonsault to Carmelo Hayes for a nail fall, which is broken up by Trick Williams, who puts Carmelo's foot on the ropes, which makes the crowd very upset. Vinci is able to have another chance to win this match by delivering a short arm clothesline that turns Carmelo inside out, goes for the sit out power bomb, but Trick Williams gets in the ring to break that up as well. The referee does not call for a DQ as Giovanni Vinci power bombs trick williams goes after carmelo hayes once again and he's all alone there's no one to interfere he lifts up carmelo hayes for the sit out power bomb but carmelo counters with a spike to a karana to retain the north america championship that was a very sleek a clever finish i love the match so good giovanni vinci is a star i miss fabian eichner but giovanni vinci serves in the ring Every single time he does not miss and neither does Carmelo Hayes as they kicked off Heat Wave on the highest of notes. Next up is Diamond Mine making their way to the ring as Julius Creed has uncovered evidence as to who's trying to sabotage Diamond Mine and is none other than Roderick Strong who denies the allegations. But Julius goes to some video footage from a few weeks ago during that eight-man tag team match involving Tony D'Angelo's family stacks alongside Cruz Del Toro and Joaquin Wilde versus Diamond Mine. Damon Kemp, the Creed brothers, winning defending NXT Tag Team Champions and their leader, Roderick Strong. So at one point, it appears that Tony D'Angelo gave a signal to Roderick Strong, noting they're on the same page to lay out Julius Creed. And that was the evidence Julius needed to prove that Roderick Strong was nothing more than a snake in the grass trying to sabotage Diamond Mine from within. Roderick denies his allegation, saying, listen... I hyped you up from day one. I want you to possibly challenge the Usos for the tag team title someday. That's how great I think you are, but you're way off base here. So they're circling Roddy, ready to beat his ass when Gallus interferes. From NXT UK, Joe 
and Mark Coffey alongside Wolfgang whoop that ass and crazily enough Apollo Cruz's vision came true as he saw all of Diamond Mine laid out in an ambush attack and here we are a week later and I have to laugh at the fact that Vic Joseph noted on commentary that oh my god Apollo Cruz is right his premonition came true so it is now a thing that we can see into Apollo Cruz's mind this is absolutely positively fucking ridiculous but here we are but I'm happy that we have an NXT UK invasion going on as we saw Blair Davenport backstage confronting Indy Hartwell as she vows to be the next NXT Women's Champion and Gallus confronts Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs and they will have a match for the NXT UK tag team titles next Tuesday on NXT 2.0 that should be a match because I'm still not feeling Jensen and Briggs as NXT UK champions. Maybe that'll change come next Tuesday. But as always, we shall see. Next up is Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. And this match was fine as Roxanne Perez showed great fire by being on site with Cora Jade. No need to slowly make your way down to the ring. If you hate somebody, go after them. And she did just that by delivering topes to Cora Jade on the outside. And she's whooping ass accordingly until Jade rocks her with a right hand. And from there... She slows down the pace by kneeing Roxanne Perez in the face as we go picture in picture. We come back and Roxanne Perez makes a pretty good comeback with several strikes of her own. Goes to prop rocks, but Cora Jade avoids that and they deliver big boosts to each other, which lays them both out. And during this double down spot, Cora Jade is going to spot her kindle stick and she's going to attack Roxanne Perez with it. But Cora Jade is kicked in the gut by Roxanne Perez and she grabs a kindle stick and she is thinking of what should I do? Should I embrace the dark side and hit my best friend with this kendo stick? Or should I win the match fair and square? After much debating, she drops the kendo stick. Cora Jade goes on the attack and lands a DDT on top of said kendo stick as she scores the tinted victory. I have no idea why the referee did not get rid of the kendo stick when it first hit the canvas. Better yet, why not call for a DQ when you see that Perez clearly landed on the kendo stick, which knocked her out of this match. But booking aside, the match was fine. But I expect more from these two as their feud has only just begun. Next up is a street fight between Santos Escobar and Tony D'Angelo. If Santos wins, he's free from Tony D'Angelo's family alongside the rest of Legado de Fantasma. If Santos loses, he's out of NXT and Legado will continue to work for Tony D'Angelo. And this match was really good and probably Tony D'Angelo's finest performance to date. I really enjoyed his matches against Pete Dunne earlier this year and it really fell in that same category as Santos showed up and showed out with a Huracarana to Tony D'Angelo against the steel chair at one point. Top of crossbody was gorgeous. But Tony D fights back by hitting Santos in the head with a trash can lid. He has some chairs scattered on the floor at ringside and he dumps Santos with a suplex on top of the chairs at ringside in a pretty gnarly spot. The action spills back in the ring as D'Angelo taunts Escobar with slaps to the head and face area. Santos fires back up and delivers his signature tope to Tony D'Angelo that pops the crowd and they're getting censored left and right saying holy shit and I guess that's not a word you can say on USA at this point for reasons but it did not take away from the action as we have stacks trying to grab a crowbar on behalf of Tony D'Angelo, but Legato is going to snuff that out and he is laid out with the crowbar courtesy of Cruz de Arturo. Escobar tries to get a pair of brass nucks, but the nucks gets dropped on the mat. Escobar goes out to the ringside area to get the crowbar from Electra Lopez, but Tony D is going to run into Electra Lopez and he's going to low blow Santos Escobar. So both men are 
in the ring. They're laid out, scratching and clawing at each other, and they realize their equalizers are to the side of them. The crowbar for D'Angelo, the brass knucks for Santos. And they scramble to grab their weapon of choice, and D'Angelo beats Escobar to the punch, literally, as he whacks him with the crowbar to score the win. And Legado de Fantasma is no more on NXT as Santos is now gone from the Technicolor brand. And that is great news for the main roster, as I am assuming he's moving on up to our SmackDown very soon. I just wished the whole crew could go because I love a good faction causing trouble for the bloodline on Friday night. So maybe one day they will be reunited, but now is not that time, unfortunately. But great matchup between these two. Very physical, and D'Angelo shines bright in these situations. I thought his series of matches with Pete Dunne was pretty strong, played into his strengths as a brawler and a technician when need be with those suplexes. And Santos is a classic luchador in every way, giving you technicality and high-flying when need be to balance things out. So this is also a highlight from last night's show as their four-month feud finally comes to a close with Legato being no more on NXT 2.0. Next up is Zoe Stark versus Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. I thought this was Mandy Rose's best title defense to date. Saying a lot, but I thought she had a good showing last night against Zoe Stark, who immediately went for the modified GTS, but that was blocked by Mandy Rose. But Zoe Stark maintains control by grounding Mandy Rose with some suplexes and trying to overwhelm her with her power game. But the weak spot is Zoe Stark's surgically repaired left knee, and Mandy Rose slams that knee against the announced desk as we go picture in picture. We come back, and Mandy Rose is still working over that left knee, but locking in a half Boston crab and cranking that knee in a very awkward angle. Zoe Stark is able to break up the submission and she fights back lands a suplex of her own mandy lands an exploder that wipes out zoe stark for a near fall as well but zoe does land that modified gts but it's not enough to cover mandy as she rolls out of the ring and zoe goes for that wrecking ball knee strike but that does not work as mandy rose is going to trap zoe stark between the ring ropes with that bad knee and she's going after the knee brace trying to take it off and zoe's trapped between the ropes for a bit and mandy's going to land that running bicycle knee on Zoe Stark but Zoe kicks out at the last possible moment and dare we have hope for a title change but alas we have roll-up attempts by both ladies the action picks up steam but unfortunately for Zoe Stark Mandy Rose is going to take the knee brace off of Zoe Stark and Mandy Rose is going to put on Zoe Stark's knee brace and deliver a nasty bicycle knee to Zoe Stark to retain the NXT Women's Championship. That was a nasty finish. And that might have been Mandy's finest performance as NXT Women's Champion to deliver the ultimate insult to injury by using someone's knee brace against them in the cruelest way possible. This was a very competitive match. A part of me wanted Zoe to win because, hey, it's a big message to send to the main roster by walking into SmackDown in that Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament as NXT Women's Champion. It would have been a flex move, but it wasn't meant to be. It should be noted. Toxic Attraction was ejected from ringside when they tried to get involved, and Nikita Lyons shooed them away with some spin kicks, but it was not enough as Mandy Rose found a way to win as her reign as NXT Women's Champion continues. And now it is time for our main event featuring Braun Breaker versus J.D. McDonough for the NXT Championship. This was a lovely showcase for Braun Breaker, who busts out more moves every single week to prove he's got next, including a standing moonsault. He delivers a power slam to J.D. McDonough at one point, scoops him up in midair for another slam attempt. But J.D. McDonough gets very surgical as we go picture in picture, but going after the shoulder and neck of Braun Breaker to slow down the pace a bit. But Braun is going to fire up with more power moves, including 
including a top rope Frankensteiner that pops the crowd. But JD responds with a top rope Spanish fly and a brain buster for a near fall. Goes up top for the moonsault he rolls through, but Breaker lands a spear on JD McDonough, followed by another spear. And he has his back turned to McDonough. He turns around and McDonough is smiling. His mouth is bloody. He's feeding off the pain. So Breaker says, hey, let's do it one more time. One more spear followed by the Gorilla Press Slam for the win as Bond Breaker remains an XT champion. A very good match. That was mostly a showcase for Breaker with McDonough having some hope spots here and there. But we get a surprise and a spoiler in the form of new NXT champion Tyler Bates. He comes out with his championship and he confronts Bond Breaker as they both stand tall with their championships to wrap up NXT Heat Wave. And Vic Joseph was not subtle at all by dropping a Worlds Collide reference. It goes to a show that went down a couple of years ago involving NXT UK and NXT USA. So I get the sneaky suspicion we're getting a sequel in early September that is going to go head to head almost, I think, against All Out in Chicago, but they're going to be in Orlando. That's just a guess on my part. They got a couple of weeks to hype it up, but I can tell they're hyping something with all of the NXT UK talent coming stateside this week, which will shake up the shows heading into the end of the summer. So all in all, I thought this was a very good show, much better than the Great American Bash last month, which really underwhelmed in a lot of ways. Better matches, creative finishes outside of Roxanne Perez and Cora J. Just felt like that finish gave me Bailey versus Alexa Bliss flashbacks, which damaged Bailey as a babyface for years, mind you. And she was scared to use a kendo stick to win a goddamn match. But I digress on all of that. But all in all, a very fun two-hour show that showcases the best of NXT 2 porno on a regular basis and with that this wraps up episode number 82 of the nxt nightcap recapping the highs and lows from wwe's development to brand i hope you enjoyed it as always you can follow me on social media at later wrestling x on twitter and our instagram at receptopia they can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows the drop on the semi-daily recapping monday night raw nxt 2.0 aw dynamite friday night smackdown on fox and aw rampage on tnt you know what to do such receptopia and follow me on apple Podcasts, amazon music Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 77 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care. (laughs) 